Good morning, friends. Welcome to Sunrise with Summer. I'm so glad you're here. I am going to talk about cleaning your spaces today, how to clean them, why you should clean them, like for your mental health, why it's good to clean them, motivation in case that's still not good enough of a reason, and just overall cleaning your spaces. We're going to talk about your physical spaces like your room, your car, your bathroom, all of the spaces you pretty much live in, and your digital spaces, your iPhone storage, who you're following, what you use for entertainment, everything like that. It's going to be a good episode. I'm really excited to talk about this, but first I want to share my sunshine moment. So this is my first weekend here without going to see any of my family, and that was not my sunshine moment. That made me so sad. I have not seen them for, well, like a week and a half now, and that's a pretty long time for me. I think that's the longest I've ever been away from my family. Um, yeah, they didn't come see me, I didn't come see them, and we didn't meet halfway. That's the first weekend since moving that that has happened, and we're on week 11 here at school, so that's pretty impressive that we had that streak going, um, but that was not my sunshine moment. My sunshine moment was how I spent the weekend without traveling hours away. I got to do midnight bowling Saturday night. That was so fun. Well, Friday into Saturday. And then, oh no, Saturday into Sunday that night. And then Sunday, I spent the day at like a a little market. It was hosted by UNCW Give. And I love Give. They're so great. But they hosted a little market with vendors and you got to go in all the shops and they had great like street Mexican food. It was so cute. It was in the cargo district, which is my favorite part of Wilmington. And then that night I saw Ticket to Paradise. Oh my gosh, so good. Also, did not remember how expensive movie theaters were, but the girl I went to see it with, Natalie, we are from the same town and we agree that that was a much more, this like here in Wilmington was a much more expensive theater than the ones back home. So, I don't know. It was kind of a ripoff to me. I will not be returning to the movie theater anytime soon, but I had a great time, and the movie was so good. Ticket to Paradise. You should go see it if your movie theater is cheaper than mine. But let's get into it. I'm very excited. I've been wanting to do this episode for a hot minute, I feel like, and I'm just really excited that it's here because cleaning is something I've been passionate about since living in a small room by myself. Like, my room here is not much bigger than my room back home, but now it has my kitchen in it and it has my sink in it for doing dishes or getting ready and all of the things. So it's like small living. But the only thing is that I, when I say kitchen, I mean my pantry is there and my sink and my fridge. That's about it for kitchen. But it's been really good. And so I've just been trying to keep everything in its place because it's so small and I love it. So let's talk about motivation for cleaning. I feel like there's, to me, there's every reason to be motivated, but I know that doesn't come easy. And also some days I do have to work for it. I have to go, okay, why, why should I clean right now? Why should I pick up all these things? Why should I vacuum? All of the things. So personally, I like to do it for yourself. That's my number one reason. I think I have so much more gratitude for what I have in the space I get to live in when I clean up everything. 
it's just so personally rewarding in my opinion. So do it for yourself. Just you want to make your space feel like a home and you want to feel good in your space and doing it for yourself is definitely something that will help you feel good in that space. Um, But also you can use entertainment to motivate you. A lot of people record it on like TikTok, like sped up. You can time lapse it and you don't have to post it. You definitely do not. You can just watch it back and use that when you need motivation. So just filming it is a really good idea. But yeah, time lapse, not just regular speed. That's going to be a forever long video. But I time lapsed doing my night routine the other day and it was not cute enough to post. I looked so silly and I was having a whole conversation during it. So definitely was not something I was going to post, but I felt good about doing it. I was doing my skincare and I was brushing my hair and I felt like brushing my hair took forever. And I watched the time lapse back and I was like, that was worth it. My hair looks so much better at the end than it did at the start. And I think it's just so cool to be able to watch it not in real time. Um, Also, listen to audio. I do not recommend playing a show while you try and clean. Do not turn on a Netflix episode that you have not seen or a movie that you've been dying to watch because you're just going to stand there and watch it the whole time. You're never going to clean. This is coming from me who does this a lot. I try every day and I always just take my phone with me when I move to the next spot. No, it doesn't work. It's so much more time consuming to watch something and try and clean than it is to listen to something and clean. So I always either listen to a podcast. Personally, I love Sunrise's Summer. I'm just kidding, guys. I always listen to a podcast. I choose a long episode, like the hour-long episodes. That's when I listen to them because like, I if I want a break, I'll take a break and I'll listen to the podcast and sit down for a minute. Or I don't realize how long I've been doing it. And I mean, that could potentially take me the whole hour and I could just be like so focused on the podcast and cleaning it's such a good feeling to listen to a long podcast while cleaning or you can listen to music oh trust me I have cleaned to Taylor Swift Midnight's album a couple times now not that I do deep cleaning I just for like three song lengths I'm like okay I need to do laundry I need to pick this up or like just just little messes that need to be done doing dishes I'm like, okay, I got to do this. And then I turn on Taylor Swift. That's a good, that's a good vibe too. Definitely recommend it. Doing dishes to karma. Yes, that's the motivation you need. And also you can always have a friend or family member watch you. And I know that sounds creepy and weird, but if they want to come in and sit down and just chat with you for a little while, you can, anything pretty much other than vacuuming is not very loud. Like you can be doing laundry and they can just sit there and like, have a conversation with you because then they will, if they're not on their phone, you're not tempted to be on your phone. And I don't know. It's just really good knowing that they are there to kind of keep you accountable and you don't want to stop and take breaks at that point. But I think the number one tip I have is imagine your dream room or your dream space. Just kind of close your eyes and think about what you want that to look and to feel like. Like, think of your five senses. I mean, does it look clean? Does it smell clean and fresh? Does it feel clean and not dusty or sticky? I mean, just think of all five senses and think about how it'll just kind of affect your mood. Like, where you are affects you so much. 
And I guarantee you that if you looked around that dream room or dream space, there is no clutter and there's nothing messy on the floor. There's no dust anywhere. You haven't spilled anything. There's no crumbs or dishes out. Trust me when I say that you want your dream space to be mess-free. And so I think just try and make the space you have your dream space, and that starts with cleaning it up a little bit. If you need to redecorate to make it your dream space, that's okay. You can do that, but make sure it's clean before you start buying all the things to redecorate at me. Hello, Summer. Don't do that. But anyways, why do we clean? I found some good research that I want to just kind of go over a little bit to you guys, but Number one, this is top four benefits of a clean home. Number one, having a clean home boosts mood and helps combat depression. Agreed. I don't know about you guys, but it feels so good. And I just feel emotionally stable when I'm in a clean room. Living in a clean home has been shown to improve relationships, not just to your partner, your significant other, but also friends and family. If you live at home, oh my gosh, me and my mom would fight over my clean room all the time. Mom, I know you're listening and either nodding your head or laughing, but it's true. And her and my sister go at it until her room is clean too. So cleaning your room definitely helps relationships with anyone. A clean environment has been linked to increased productivity. Okay, that one's definitely true for me. I will not sit down and do homework or sit down and send emails or upload to Instagram until my room is clean. If I'm sitting somewhere and I'm like, oh, that's kind of messy, I'm going to look at it and I'm like, should I clean that up? And I'm going to look around my whole room and go, oh, I need to clean up everything, and I just won't be productive until everything is clean. So I definitely agree with that. Having a clean home helps people to maintain a healthy body weight. I am trying to read about how it says that at the bottom, but it says mostly that those who are stressed and depressed are less likely to engage in physical activity. So also it says that if you cook in a kitchen that's already messy, People or you're not going to want to, sorry. So people in untidy homes are more likely to order takeout, which is calorie heavy. That makes a lot of sense. And I'm kind of wondering now, I'm like, oh, is that why like I like to eat out a lot on campus when I don't want to do anything at home? So interesting, interesting. Um, and then the next article is just talking about just the little reasons, health benefits of a clean home, lowering stress and fatigue, reducing allergy and asthma symptoms, improving safety, lessening the spread of germs, keeping pests away. This is not as much of a problem for me in a dorm room, but we do have ants, so I have to make sure I leave nothing food-related opened or else the ants will find it. Improving your diet and waistline. Hmm, I'm not sure how I like that last one being worded like that, but there's just a lot of good reasons, and if you relate to any of those, especially asthma, Clean rooms can help that. Dusting every so often is going to help that. Wiping down your surfaces with Clorox wipes, helpful. And this one is called the relationship between mental health and cleaning. And it just is talking about how you're less likely to be focused and you're more likely to be confused and feel tense. You're more likely to have depression I mean, there's so many just horrible things that come from an unclean space and a space where you feel 
unwelcome or uninvited and just because maybe it's a little cluttered or because maybe you want to take your shoes off but you don't want to step on stuff, clean up your space. You'll feel so good in that space. It also says cleaning can benefit physical health and you'll gain control of your environment. You'll feel like you're in control. That's important to me is knowing that some days when I can't control everything, I can always control the cleanliness of my room. It'll improve your mood and increase your focus. So that's that article. I just, I don't know. I feel like there's so much research out there that shows why it's beneficial to clean your room. And you know what I Googled to find all of those, all three of them? I Googled benefits of a clean home. And that's what came up. So if you ever need motivation, like, oh man, you know, one time I was just feeling really down and off my luck and I I don't want to feel like that again. I don't want to get depressed. Then there you go. That's your reason that day to clean. That's your reason to fold the clothes. It'll help you so much and it should only take a little bit of time. Okay, now back to my outline. So sorry. Okay, let's get into the physical spaces of cleaning. First of all, I like to separate my room into sections. So I go through and pick up any dishes and I put them in the sink area and then I'll clean the sink area. So if I need to wash those dishes, I can put them away real quick too because I hand dry everything. And then I will just kind of wipe down the sink and make sure that's all clean, make sure everything is tidy over there because that's where all like my cosmetic products are and my skincare. And then I'll look for any clothes and if they're dirty, I'll put them in the dirty clothes pile. And if they're not, I put them in a drawer and that drawer is clean clothes that I need to fold. And I'm realizing right now that I did laundry yesterday and I forgot to open the clean drawer. It's a new thing I'm doing. Um, But then it's out of sight and I feel better in my space. And also my cat lives with me and if it's in a drawer, she can't get to it and lay all over my clean clothes. So that's always nice. Um, But I do sections. If you want to start with half of your room and the other half or you want to go quarter by quarter by quarter by quarter or if there's something in particular you want to break it down to, I'm going to start with the floor and then I'm going to start – like go to my closet and then I'm going to go to, I don't know, my desk. I don't know how your rooms are set up, but going space by space is definitely helpful. Or sorry, section by section in your space. But I always do, okay, I can't say always, but I try my best to 15 minutes when I start or end my day. And you can also do 15 minutes when you start and end your day, especially if you live in a shared space. Sometimes the other person will make a mess. Even if that person you're sharing with is your baby sibling that accidentally came into your room or if you have an animal that kind of trashed it, 15 minutes to start or end your day is so helpful. I've heard that tip from so many people. I feel like so many people who I guess are kind of professional cleaners on like a small scale level, but I don't know, cleaning for a set amount of time. You can also do time limits for yourself. If you're like, okay, I need to start getting ready for something in 15 minutes or you know what? My podcast episode only has 15 minutes left or I don't know. I like to do increments of 15. I think that's when I get the most done, but you can go for 10 or you can go for 30. Don't, I wouldn't say go over 30 though, unless you know you are saving your entire room to clean until Saturday and it's going to take you about an hour, then you can set a timer for an hour, but I would try and choose 
a short amount of time, especially like I said, listening to a long podcast episode. I like when I'm like, okay, my room is clean. I feel so good about it right now. And I'm only like 20 something minutes into the hour long episode. I feel so good. I'm like, wow, that only took me such a short amount of time. But that's why I don't choose one that's like 25 minutes because if I went over, I would feel so drained and so upset that I didn't make the time cut. So long episode, short amount of cleaning. But yeah, set time limits. That's been proven to help people with ADHD too. And I don't know about you. I don't I don't have ADHD, but I do have a little bit of a squirrel brain sometimes. I do definitely lose my focus. So short amounts of time, like I just get cleaning spurts. So that's definitely what to do. And also that's how you keep your room clean. I had a lot of people in my question box about what do you want me to talk about on the podcast? A lot of people said motivation, which there you go. I gave you a bunch of motivation and how to keep it clean because, I mean, it's so easy to just sit there and clean, but how do you actually keep it clean? How do you repeatedly do this? And me personally, I have a break in my classes every day, but Monday and Wednesday is when I try to do most of my cleaning or Monday and Friday because those are the two like breaks that I usually come home and I'm like ready to clean it all up. So, and there's usually a gap like Monday through Friday has a lot of days in between where I make a mess and Saturday, Sunday also I make a mess. So Monday and Friday, I always try and clean up, but you don't necessarily have to have a schedule. I just recommend try and keep it consistent. Try and keep it routine. You can also log when you cleaned it. So you can write it down on your calendar. You can put it in your notes app. You can mark it in your calendar on your phone. Or you can download an app and track it from there. I have a habit tracker called Done. And I do pay for the subscription. But I think you can get five tasks that you can check off either every day or every week or just different things. So me personally, oh, I love this app so much. I could talk about this for hours. I have things like I need to do skincare once a day. I want to see if I get dressed once a day. Can I drink a bottle of water every day? And then there's weekly tasks. Like I want to work out three times a week. Um, I need to empty my cat's litter box three times a week and like post on Instagram three times a week. And some days I meet the goals, some days I don't. Some weeks I do, some weeks I don't. But currently I've been getting dressed for 88 days straight. And some days, like I broke that streak. I had it. There's only one day this entire year that I haven't done it. And it was a day I was sick and I literally did not even change into different pajamas. I stayed in bed and I was like, I'm not changing. I'm not moving. Oh, it was a bad day. But yeah, I broke the streak that day. So that habit tracker is a really good app if you want to use it. It's called Done, D-O-N-E. But moving on, I like to clean by starting with the large objects. What's on the floor? What's in my way? Am I walking around anything every time? Is there something that's so clearly just out of place that I need to put away? Sometimes this looks like laundry or a snack I left out or dishes I need to put, not even necessarily do immediately, but put in the sink. Just what what needs to be out of the way for me to do anything? Is my backpack in the middle of the floor? Okay, where does it belong? Things like that. And then that's when I like to, after I've picked everything up, that's when I like to go and vacuum. I like to just get all of the little things up off the floor that I don't want to step on and that I feel are just making my room feel 
un- uninviting. I don't know. Something about there being stuff on the floor is not – it's probably one of my worst feelings like when being in a room when there's little crumbs or for me personally, cat hair all over the floor. Oh, I have to vacuum immediately. So that's when I do that. And I also will go and do the dishes because that's – oh my gosh, a falcon just went past – I kid you not, a falcon just went past my window. I was like, wow, that's a really pretty bird. And then it like rode its entire belly across the windows because I'm in the study room. That was beautiful. I hope it comes back. Anyways, I like to vacuum and do dishes here because dishes are something that are large and they do take a while to dry if I can't hand dry them fully. Like certain water bottles I can't get inside and hand dry, so I leave them to air dry. But that's when I do that. And then that's when I will organize my space. After that is done, I go, okay, what did I move out of the way that actually needs to be put away? Or is there something I need to hang up because my sticky tack dropped it and it needs to go back up? Or I don't know, do my are my pens all over the place? Do I need to put them away? Why is all this stuff on my nightstand and not where it belongs? Things like that. That's when I like to organize things. And... Also, because my trash can, like our dumpster, I have a little trash can in my room and our dumpster is like outside away from the building. It's probably a good seven minute process to take your trash out. And so I just usually take my trash out when I'm on my way to class or if I'm going out to eat or anytime that I'm already going outside. Also, if I'm doing laundry, it's pretty close to the laundry room. So that's when I do all of that. I typically save that until the end. And then I come back in and I'm like, wow, my space looks so good. But after I organize everything, I'll deep clean when I have the time and when it's possible. That's when I like to swiffer the floors or um, (laughs) this sounds silly, but I lint roll my bed, just one section of it because my cat sleeps on the same section every night. So I lint roll it. But just keeping those little spaces clean is so important and you'll notice it and you'll be thankful you did it when you have the time. That is not a top priority, but it is a priority. So if you set a long enough timer or you have a long enough podcast on, I absolutely recommend that you clean up those little spaces that, those little attention to detail spaces. And every time I Swiffer, oh my gosh, I see a huge difference. The Swiffer mops are nasty. And I think it's because the person who lived here before me did not clean their floors. I think I said fours, but floors with an L. So they're nasty. But yes, the little attention to detail pieces, so helpful. I mean, even just wiping down your mirror, that's not something you would think to do every day when you clean. But when you do make the time. And also, if you're doing 15 minutes to start and end your day or 15 minutes to start or end your day, you will realize that some days you have nothing to clean up because you actually didn't make a mess because you wanted to keep your room space, your space clean, your room or your space. And I don't know, 15 minutes is definitely the way to do it. So if you go, okay, 15 minutes of cleaning. Oh, wow. I actually have one shirt to hang up and that's it perfect, that's when you can wash your mirror or dust off your baseboards. Like it sounds so silly and so trivial. Clean your window. The inside of the window needs to be cleaned sometimes. I also like to do my worst, like my least favorite task midway. So for me, that's laundry. I can't stand 
laundry. That's when I do it is midway when I'm already feeling motivated and I'm kind of in the zone. And as soon as I'm done, I can go back to the easier little tasks because I hate laundry. And dishes, usually my sink is so loud that I have to – because there's no good setting with this sink. It's either like off and like barely dribbling. Is that a word for water? Dribbling? Or it's like full blast. So I can't listen to my podcast or my music or anything while I do dishes. So I have to pause it. So that's when I do that is midway through when I'm like, all right, I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it right now before I get to go back to the easier parts of cleaning. That is a tip too. Do your worst thing, like your least favorite, midway through cleaning. And also to declutter. If you have things that every time you go to put them away, you don't really have a space for them or you don't really use it that much. And when you were cleaning, you found it and you're like, when was the last time I even looked at this object or piece of clothing or anything? Every time you do laundry, you're like, okay, nothing fits in these drawers or in this closet anymore. I I can't keep hanging things up and I can't keep buying new hangers when I buy new clothes. If you buy new hangers when you buy new clothes, that is a sign you have too many clothes. But the best way to declutter is, first of all, selling your things. You can take them to a consignment store I like Plato's Closet. I have one here. There's one in Jacksonville. If you are back home, there's one in Greenville. But Plato's Closet is a great place to sell your clothes. They take a lot of name brands and some lesser name brands that are still really cute. But if you have – and by name brands, I mean like Forever 21, Aerie, Victoria's Secret, or I guess not Victoria's Pink, Pink is the one that has clothes – Um, or they'll take Target and just anything that's in good condition. But also you can sell it online if you don't want to go to one of the consignment stores or if there's not one near you. But you can sell it on Depop, Poshmark. And if you're not concerned about making money from the things you want to sell, donate them. Just take them to your closest thrift store or your best thrift store in the area. I always take mine to Goodwill because Goodwill is where everyone goes, I feel like. So definitely donate or sell your clothes and anything you have that you just don't need anymore. And you can also post them online. You can sell them on Facebook Marketplace. I check Facebook Marketplace all of the time. My dad and his best friend, Ashley's dad, are obsessed with Facebook Marketplace. So I got Facebook 70% just so I could get Marketplace and scroll and everything. But yes, you can definitely sell on Facebook or Instagram and Snapchat. I've seen a lot of people make little stories. Like on Snapchat, you can do a private story and you can tell people to add themselves to it if they're interested in buying any of your clothes or any of your stuff. Or on Instagram, people make whole accounts and then delete them afterwards when they're done. But like buy my stuff at or like buy my stuff name. Like buy my stuff summer summer's stuff for sale that kind of thing and they will sell all of their clothes they want to get rid of the list of sizes and you can just dm them or reply to their story and say hey i really want to buy this and they'll say okay it's blah 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 money it's five dollars can you meet me at target tomorrow yes okay sounds good see you there and it's a really good way to do it it's quick and it's simple so selling your clothes online works but Be careful if you're selling it to a stranger or to a grown man 
just be careful, be mindful, take someone with you, take your parents, never meet at your house, that kind of thing. Even if you meet seven minutes down the road, make sure they're not following you, that kind of thing. Just be mindful when you sell your clothes online or any of your stuff online. And you can also ship if that's something you want to do. Um, but my last tip for declutter, you can trash things you don't want in your room. I did it before moving down here. I filled up a whole big trash bag full of things I just didn't want or didn't need, like a couple of lotions that I was like, I don't think I would trust to put these on my skin or lipstick. I was like, I've definitely had this since I was in like seventh grade, not going on my face. Different things. Hair clips that were miscellaneous that I know had a partner or bent bobby pins, trash them. This shirt that is way ripped, but I have sentimental value to trash it. But also, I like to do the Marie Kondo method. I know I have this written somewhere on my outline and I have not found it. So I'm like looking all around my outline going, I know I wrote that down. Oh, I see it further down. Okay, but I'm going to use it here. The Marie Kondo method. Does it spark joy? No, that it should not be in your room. Does it have sentimental value? No, then it should not be in your room. Obviously, if it's useful, keep it. But if it's not, don't keep it. And just if it if it doesn't bring you joy and it doesn't isn't something useful, don't keep it. But thank it for what it has done for you and say thank you for being in my space and for providing me with all the things I need. But it's your time to go. And that is my number one tip for feeling ready to get rid of things. So just make sure it brings you joy and make sure you say thank you for what you've done for me. Moving on to the second half of the topic, your digital spaces, your storage on your phone, who you're following and who you use for entertainment or what you use for entertainment. So I also have an article on this, eight ways to achieve your personal sense of digital well-being. For this, to find this, I Google digital well-being tips because I don't know, I sit on my digital spaces for hours and I use them probably just as much as my physical spaces. I mean, your phone and your devices, you use a lot, even if you're trying to break that habit. But here's a couple of ways to just do your best online. Take a look at your digital habits and monitor your digital activity. Basically, look at your screen time, really monitor what app are you using the most. Maybe you should cut down on that. If TikTok is your most used app and you're on it for anything over an hour a day, maybe cut down on it. If you're on it for five hours a day, I've seen that. Yeah, definitely try not to be. Even if it's in the background, just just try and close the app. Cut down on your usage of the app. Mm, Set the boundaries and a bedtime curfew. I, for screen time, I have, I don't look at how many hours I've been on apps, but I do block it off. On my iPad, I block it off after a certain amount of hours. So if I've been on Instagram for an hour that day, it'll cut me off and I can put in a password and say, hey, let me back in and it will let me. Or at bedtime, every night it like closes all the apps at 1130. And if I still need to be on an app at 1130, it'll open back up. But just trying to be aware that maybe you shouldn't be on it past midnight or for me past 11:30 and you shouldn't be able to go on it until 7 a.m. or just different things setting boundaries 
a gadget-free mealtime. That sounds like such a mom thing to say, but I've heard that you have a much better relationship with food and your body when you are not on your phone while eating. And I haven't tried this because that one sounds so daunting to me for some reason. If I'm with people, I will not be on my phone. But if I'm eating alone, I like to be on my phone. But I've heard you appreciate your food more and where it came from and just where it was sourced and how it got made, especially if you're eating animals or animal products. You feel so much better about it if you're focused on eating it rather than being on your phone. Focus mode. I use this a lot. You can set different focuses and you can have a sleep one. You can have a work one. You can have just anything you want really if you're like, you know what? I need to clean right now. I can only allow these apps to be open. I like these ones are blocked and these people can text me, but no one else can. Or these people can call me, but no one else can. Or you can say no apps, no people, mute every notification. I do that for bedtime. I mute every notification. It's called my bedtime focus. Um, Prioritize real-time relationships. Stop looking at what they're doing online. If they are your friend, text them and say, hey, what are you up to today? Even if they're going to post it on social media or like just Snapchat videos. No, post like on their story. I mean, you can Snapchat each other videos, but just not post, sorry, message them or call them and focus on those real human relationships or go see them in person. Don't talk about, hey, what are you going to do today until you're meeting with them and you're like, oh, what are you doing after this? I hope that makes sense. And number eight, it just says social media. I don't know what that one's trying to get into, but I don't know. I just, because it doesn't have words under it. It just says number eight being your tip, social media. I think it means social media breaks. That's what I'm going to assume. I think it got cut off. Um, But social media breaks, that's a good way. Taking a break for a day or a week or a month Hey, if you want to take a social media break for an entire year, if on your 18th birthday you say no social media until I'm 19, okay, you do it. I All the power to you. But social media breaks, especially for a week at a time, you'll see how much they're just in, like how much you scroll because it has been ingrained in your day-to-day routine. Every day at 3.30 when you're home from school, you sit on your phone for an hour. Well, tomorrow when you get home at 3.30, what are you going to do when you're not using social media? I definitely recommend social media breaks. But I'm going to get into storage space on your phone or your devices first. So if you want to look at your storage space, open up your phone, go to the settings app. Do it with me too if you're listening. Go to the settings app and you're going to go to general. Click it. And about midway through the screen on my phone, not on an iPad or anything, it'll be higher up. You'll see iPhone storage. Click on that and it'll take a minute to load, and it will tell you how much of your storage you have used. I'm in shock right now. Currently, I have 58.5 gigabytes used out of 64. I think that's the highest it's ever been, but that is because of my apps. One, my one app that holds all of my like photos and media and everything is 8.73 of that. <gasps> TikTok is 4.6. How? Snapchat is 4.14. That's a lot of storage from just those three apps. But, oh my gosh, Solitaire is a whole gigabyte. That's crazy. Maybe I should delete Solitaire. I'm wondering now. Um, But 
it will give you recommendations. So right now mine says to delete everything from my recently deleted album. And you can empty that and that'll clear up storage on your phone. Or you can delete some of the attachments you have sent in text. I get that one a lot. If people send me videos, they take up so much storage space. And so it always tells me, delete some of the media sent to you and I can delete anything. Also, my text, I recommend this too, my text delete after a month because you have three options for how long it takes until your text delete. 30 days, one year, or never. Like they'll be on your phone forever. I do 30 days because anything after 30 days is typically irrelevant or if I know I'm going to need it in a month and a half, I'll write it down. Like there shouldn't be crucial information on my phone that I need in five months. No way. So also review large attachments, I think is what that's called. Definitely look at that one. Delete anything huge. If there is a video on your phone that someone texted to you that's worth 18 gigabytes, oh my God, delete it. Like that, you know what I mean? My dad's probably listening going, yeah, okay, that, sure, good job. 18, yeah, okay. But it's possible. Trust me, I've been sent attachments that are like, I think seven gigabytes for a video. And I'm like, okay, this is a little excessive. So I always go through my storage and Also, you can offload apps from there and that'll keep them on your phone and it'll keep the information and all of the data. Like any, if you're playing a game and you're like, I don't really need this. I don't want to delete it because I don't want to lose my progress. You can offload it. It'll save where you are in the game. It'll save all of your progress. But anytime you want to use it, you have to kind of re-download it. It's really cool. I like offloading apps all of the time because then I can see like, okay, I have not use this app since the last time I offloaded them. And that was like two months ago. So I should just delete it entirely. I recommend that. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, going through your apps, your texts, and your photos through the storage, like the iPhone storage button, super helpful. Um, you can also, for like your digital space, change up your home screen and make sure it's something that makes you feel good and not something random or something that's kind of an inside joke to something hurting you. I've seen a lot of people do that on TikTok. Don't choose something that's going to bring you down every time you open your phone. Your phone should bring you joy. It should not feel like something you have to have and like a crutch. So every time you look at your phone, it should bring you joy when you open it up. And also the focal points. I like to have my calendar widget on my screen and I like to have pretty covers on all of my apps because I do not like looking at the mismatched apps on my screen. And also anyone who didn't know this, I'm pretty sure everyone here knows this, on an iPhone, you can remove them from your home screen. If you download an app and you're like, "Uh, I don't like it here, you can remove it from the home screen and it will be in that space all the way when you swipe to the right where all of the apps are, but it won't be on the main screen when you open up your phone. I really like that. You hit remove from screen instead of delete app. I do that with almost all of my apps. Like the main ones I use, like Lightroom or Instagram or the notes app I take, or like the notes app I use for my planning for like the podcast and everything for school is called Good Notes, And I have that on my screen, just different things, little small things like that. 
but make sure you like your home screen and what you look at when you're on your phone. Next, what is your source of entertainment? Okay, we're going to get into three different kinds of entertainment and we're going to clean them up a little bit. So number one, if your source of entertainment is social media, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, Facebook, any social media, Snapchat even, who do you follow? Look at your following list and just go through and say, oh my gosh, I haven't seen them post in a while. Unfollow them. Oh my gosh, you know what? I used to like them because they used to post blah, 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 but they haven't posted that and I don't know. I'm just, I don't really need to follow them. Unfollow them. I use the Marie Kondo method for this. If it does not spark me joy or it is not useful, honestly, even if it is useful and it doesn't spark me joy, unfollow. In my opinion, guys, if there is an account that you're like, they always have good tips, but I don't really like watching them. I always skip past it. Unfollow them. There is no reason for someone to bring you down in a space that's supposed to bring you up. That's what social media is for. It's entertainment. And even if it's like someone you went to high school with, you're like, I don't know. I didn't really, I wasn't really always a fan of theirs. I don't know if I want to unfollow them. That is okay. Even if you're still in high school, unfollow someone. It's not that big of a deal. I promise. Unfollow people and unfollow things and unfollow places. Just follow things that are good for you. And remember Marie Kondo method? Also, her book is called The Light... The... What is it? I have it right here. Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. I definitely recommend that book. I have that book. I've started and skimmed through it probably three or four times. I think it's at home right now, though. But The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. But she always says... Only keep things that bring you joy. Look at it and go, does this spark my joy? Does this spark my interest? Yes, keep it. No, then it's not serving you a purpose anymore. And when it's time for it to go, thank it for all it's done. So when you unfollow someone, say, thank you for the entertainment I got for many hours from you. I'm sorry you have to go. And unfollow. Now, next I'm going to go into just kind of the television aspect, your Netflix, your Hulu, your Disney Plus, anything you're streaming or watching, DVDs. I mean, everyone's like, oh, who uses DVDs? If you have cable, think about this. Are you re-watching the same shows or are you watching new ones that you've never seen? Rewatching the same, I'm sorry, also movies. This applies to movies. I just have shows written down. Um, rewatching the same things when there are comfort shows that you watch once a year, I've seen a lot of people post about they're watching Gilmore Girls this year because they do it every fall. Okay, that's not harmful, but watching the same show over and over and over and over again, especially at a developmental age, I've read articles and it's supposed to be not super healthy for you. Obviously, hours of screen time anyway is not super helpful for you or healthy, but try your best to not rewatch the same show just try and find new ones. And also, are you watching informative ones or are you just watching pure fun ones? Try your best. I know it's not easy and it's not always the entertainment we go to immediately. Watch something that's going to bring you not necessarily educational value. I'm not a teacher here, but just something that's not mind-numbing, if that makes sense. Choose something that will actually be good for you. Personally, 
I cannot watch any anything like Criminal Minds or like um, what are they? I can't even think of what they're called, but like like the Dahmer series everyone's watching. I cannot watch like docu-series that are based on like real life horror kind of thing. No, I cannot do that. Terrifies me to my core and it's it's not a source of entertainment I enjoy. So just find something that you will enjoy. Maybe it's a nature documentary. Maybe it's a show about the, oh my gosh, the inside of Shein. That's a new one coming out. Did it come out? I don't know. I don't know if it came out. I need to look at that. But just find something that's going to be a little bit less or a little bit better than mind-numbing purely for giggles show. But also enjoy your purely for giggles show. Those ones are good. Yes, always look for new shows or movies rather than rewatching the same ones because it's just been proven to decrease your mental health. And oh my gosh, I cannot stress this enough. Do not watch shows or listen to music or do anything entertainment-wise that is related to a place where you were in a bad place. So if it's an album that you're like, oh my gosh, this album got me through my breakup or oh my gosh, I was watching a show when my parents got a divorce. I've heard that before. And they're like, yeah, I rewatch it every couple of months. And I'm like, well, that's part of why you're feeling so down and like just upset about past things is because you're reliving it every time you watch it. Avoid shows or entertainment or anything that you've watched when you were in a bad place. I cannot stress that enough. People don't realize it's connected, but it absolutely is. And also for podcasts and books, what is the genre of what you're watching? Just what, or sorry, not watching. This one is not a watching one. What you're listening to or what you're reading. Is it horror or is it romance or is it just completely fictional or for podcasting, is it storytelling or is it mental health, like how to better yourself, different things. What are you consuming in that area? Is it possible that you should explore others too, especially for avid book readers? If you have read 10 romance books and you got halfway through a nonfiction storytelling book, okay, try and pick that up. And if that book is not it for you, don't dismiss dismiss the genre as a whole. Just try to pick up a different book. Google top-reviewed um, the nonfiction books for teens. You know what I mean? And then it'll be easier and then it'll be more lighthearted. And that's definitely a way to do it. But is it possible that you should be exploring other genres? Absolutely. So try and do that. I know that's not like a cleaning thing, but it is a mental health tip for, I guess, just feeling productive and feeling good about your consumption. And I also have written down, I didn't even look at it until right after I said the word consumption, in quotes, I coined the term, which obviously I didn't coin this, but I coined the term mindful consumption. Are you being aware of what you're putting into your like, I mean, it's the same with eating. Are you aware of what you're putting into your body, what you're putting into your mind? Is this good for you? People who watch Euphoria, are you sure that's what you should be watching? Is that good for you? Is it bringing you anything? I doubt it. So 
I don't know, just be mindful of everything you're consuming and what you're doing. And especially if you are listening to a podcast that is about different tips or, I mean, even this podcast episode, cleaning, take notes. That is my recommendation every time. Take notes. If it has anything about mental health or your career goals or different things about like life, take notes. It's so good and you can look back on them later when you're like, oh, what was that thing my podcast said about uh, cleaning for, what did it say, 15 minutes at the end of the day? Oh, let me look at my notes. So easy. It's like a class, but it's fun. You can decorate them. You can use fun colors. You don't have to use black ink or pencil. Use a crayon to take notes. Make it fun. Do what you want to do. And in books too, highlight what you're reading. Uh, Write down, oh my gosh, today I read chapter two and it was talking about, I have no idea. It was talking about their relationship and I can't believe like this is happening. Also, it's so similar to my relationship with so-and-so. Write it down. That is a great way to consume entertainment mindfully and to do it in a healthy way. Take notes. All right, guys, I'm going to leave you with one tip. Use your phone. Don't let it use you. I don't know if that makes sense to other people, but I thought of it last night. I was like, how do I Google when I was trying to look for research? I was like, how do I Google this? And I was like, I don't know. I just, I want to be able to use my phone without feeling like it's using me. I want to consume entertainment on it without feel like, feeling like it's consuming me. So use your phone. Don't let it use you. But guys, reach out to me. You can DM me at Summer Isabella or Sunrise with Summer on Instagram. You can email me at sunrisewithsummerpodcast at gmail.com. That's what the email is for. My inbox is always open. Please reach out. Also, join our Geneva, the store, or not the store, sorry. It is linked on my the, the podcast bio, not my personal bio. The podcast bio has it linked. Definitely check it out. It's so – it's going to be so fun. I am in it for – or like I'm on a Geneva homepage for a different podcast I listen to and it's so cute. All these girls come together and they talk all the time like, hey, guys, I need help. Um, so-and-so did something and I'm not sure – my boyfriend did this and I'm not sure that that's okay. Should I set a boundary here? Everyone's like, oh, my gosh, girl, yes. Or – hey guys, I'm struggling with school. How do you guys stay motivated to do homework? Or, hey guys, I'm really looking, everything starts with hey guys, apparently, but I'm trying to get motivated about, I'm sorry, not motivated. I'm trying to manifest that I'm going to get a promotion at my job in the next year. How do I start manifesting? And there's a whole like little chat for manifestation. So definitely join Geneva it's going to be so good. I need more people to join it though, guys. Please, I'm begging. Also, rate and review the podcast. Five stars if you really like it. Four stars if you don't. But guys, I'm, I'm leaning towards five stars here. Nothing less than four. I'm just kidding. Rate it what you feel like. Leave a review. I have one review. I'm not sure if I talked about this already. Unicorn lover. Pretty sure it's my sister. She's definitely not making it to the end of this one though. She said they were too long and she is tired of listening to long ones. Maybe I should tell my mom to tell her, turn on the episode and clean her room. Hmm, interesting. Might have to send a text. But Unicorn Lover left a review. So sweet, guys. I love you all. Thank you for listening. It's currently 8, 11 a.m. I got to go get ready for class. Mwah. I'll talk to you soon.
Bye.